What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Zach Rose and Ryan Disney and Jacob Raymond. We're talking the Washington Wizards, who are on a four-game home winning streak. They had a shorthanded team uh, for their wonderful win over the Brooklyn Nets, 102-88. to Lineup changes, saddle starts, auto returns. Guys, what's most exciting to you is we are always looking for a way to find out when the Wizards are going to turn the table, so to speak, on the road, especially because they're going to start a four-game road trip soon. Zach? What's encouraging is their schedule on this road trip, I would say. They're playing four of the quote-unquote bottom feeders of the East, New York, Atlanta, uh, Cleveland, and Indiana, who will likely be without Victor Oladipo, though we're waiting to hear more about that. Of course, this team is only 2-9 and nine on the road so far this season, but to be able to play against those teams out of anybody during this road trip, I think, is encouraging. Uh, the Knicks, though, they, they just beat the Bucks and a really – it was a great win for them. I mean, they're It was still, a great game, period. Yeah, I mean, they, they've, mm-hmm. they've played well of late, but I, I just think the Wizards always show up at MSG. Um, Trey Burke isn't playing, who is a Wizards killer and former Wizard. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's a good matchup. You go to Cleveland, who's arguably the worst team in the East, probably the whole, whole league. Uh, or Atlanta before Bolton that, the material. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think <laughs> I just think these are great opportunities if you're trying to right the ship on the road, which is just a struggle. And let's face it, the Pelicans and Sixers presented probably the hardest matchups that the Wizards have to face without Dwight Howard now moving forward. They are going to struggle against these bigs, especially the ones that can stretch the floor. So um, those were you know disappointing outcomes, but I think – playing the best offensive game on a back-to-back against Brooklyn was was also a good way to get into this road trip. And defense leads to offense for this team. Defense wins ball games. Their first win holding an opponent under 90 points, Ryan, 88 points for the Nets. Uh, what did you see from that game and uh, momentum trending anything for you? Yeah, I think definitely momentum at home. I think this team has got to a point now where they take pride in defending home court advantage, and I think that in the win over the Nets on Saturday night, you kind of just saw an engaged, uh, intense group um, from pretty much everyone. And I, I think Sato getting the start really helped. He's been really just engaged and doing all the little things on defense in the past couple of games and really making a difference. So I think adding him to the starting lineup really helped add a boost. And they were really just locking all windows and doors and kind of just taking care of business. And obviously it's uh, a Nets team that was coming off an overtime loss the night before, uh, a little bit shorthanded and tired. But still, I mean, holding a, a, an opponent to under 90 points in today's NBA, I think that's an impressive feat regardless of the opponent and a really good confidence builder, like Zach said, heading into this road trip. And um, I think it's the best way that this team can enter the road trip coming off of that kind of win knowing all right we can take care of business on the defensive end and we can go on this uh roadie and get some wins and jacob coach has really changed the lineup of late you know obviously saddle starting this game before that he had Ubre in to start and then putting keith morris on coming off the bench who's played well off the bench too so great. maybe that's name of the show to spark this team yeah i mean um i think that when things aren't working, you got to make changes, and and Brooks has made some adjustment adjustments, and he has continued to tinker. And obviously, some of that tinkering is due to the fact that uh, we don't have Dwight, but um, Ubre's seen starters minutes. Um, Sato has now seen starters minutes. Uh, has Jeff started any games yet? Not yet. He started but, in New Orleans. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or in Philly, because Otto was... There you go. Right, the well, personal, personal reason. Yeah, Jeff, personal Jeff, reason, Jeff got a... different from, like, a spark. Which, right, but yeah. Jeff got a start in there, and so we're we're seeing different lineups. We're trying to figure out what works, and I think that, um, tactically speaking, I am... You know, I, I like I like the effort that Shadow Sato shows with the starters. I like the I like the fire that he brings to that unit, and I think that um, I think that he's an interesting piece to run with him. And it's definitely you know it's definitely stepping outside the box of a conventional NBA lineup for sure. Um, running three guards to start the game, and you know, and I and I and I like that. I like doing something different. It's clear that you know this team needs spark, change, whatever. It's not you know yes we've won four in a row at home, and you know we've done a good job protecting our home court, but. It's not like everything is is hunky dory, you know. We still we need to go out there and string together a whole bunch of wins now. And 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 Brooks is doing a good job trying to figure out what works. And I think I think he found a spark with Sato in the starting lineup. Is it tough for this team also being two and nine on the road, as you mentioned, Zach and Jacob? And now you only have six home games. You have so many more road games this month. It could be it could prove really pivotal. But also I think feel like with the holidays. You know, I don't know if you get a little bit of a lax or you want to be with family, and this team is going to be on the road a lot this month. Yeah, I think if the opponents were tougher, it would make the, the trips, I mean, a lot more difficult and bearing. But to know that you can go into these cities and have a good chance of winning, it's not like this team goes into a game saying, oh, we're not going to win tonight. But I mm-hmm. think, like, when you're shorthanded in Philly going up against that team that you haven't, you don't have film of your team playing against them because they just got one of their best players it's tough to go up against them you don't really know what to fully expect I mean you can watch their previous games as much as you want but you won't really know until you play um but yeah obviously this this schedule is like this because the team is playing in London next month and you you just kind of how the cookie crumbled for them to to play all these road games and I think the holiday schedule is going to be really tough around Christmas I mean there's a back-to-back home road right before Christmas Eve, and then we're leaving on Christmas Day to go to, to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we'll be here for New Year's Eve, which I think is nice over an, a little homestand there. But, yeah, I mean, but these guys are used to it. Most of the Wizards have been around the league, minus, you know, Thomas, Troy, and Devin have been around the league for at least four years. So they know what it's like. We played on Christmas last year, so yeah. they didn't yeah. really even have a holiday last year. Um, but also happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate. <laughs> and Ryan, uh, you've been here for over a quarter of a season. What have you seen from this team from a positive aspect that you think going into this road trip could kind of be, if not so much a turning point, because I know I already asked you about momentum, but looking big picture of what you want to see from this team? I just think that, and I, I kind of feel um, like it m- might be being a little bit repetitive, but um, I remember a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, like early in the season how the Wizards just kind of needed to start figuring things out at home and start clicking there, and they've done that, and they've been good at home in the past uh, couple weeks, and now it's just taking that next step and becoming kind of a complete team and having the confidence to say, okay, we can go on the road and get these wins. But I, I really think that what Jacob said, and to echo what uh, he was saying, that all these lineup changes are getting more guys more minutes, getting more guys more experience, and it's just, I, I think, helping develop the overall chemistry and fluidity of the team. And I think that as this team continues to pick up wins, and this road trip is a great place to start, and starts to play up to what they're capable of playing, having uh, more guys get those minutes and get starting experience is only going to benefit them. So... 
just moving forward, I I think it's important to see more spark from the bench. And like Keith Morris has been great recently, and um, just seeing more guys contribute and helping John and Brad and the rest of the starters like that is going to be pretty pivotal. Two of the four teams that they're going to be playing on this four-game road trip, they beat at home the Cavs and the Knicks. Seven and five at home now, which is exciting, Jacob. Uh, yeah, and they've um, I think they've won like six of their last eight at home, and but the next step is going out and getting wins on the road, and you definitely want to get three out of four from this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a good get-right trip. Um, not not granted these you know these you know these teams all battle, especially the Knicks in this first one. You know they've they've played some really good games at home lately. Um, particularly like Zach mentioned that that Bucks game was. Was was was, a great a, was an instant classic, honestly. Um, the uh, well, the Hawks—they've won a game or two <laughs> recently. I can't really find many positives in the Hawks lately. Trey Young, I mean, he's—I he, oh, mean, yeah. he's, he looks great. on the season. You know, the the Cavs too, and I, so I think that like you you want to, I think you want to you want to get these first three. Be on a four game. Be on a four-game um, winning streak heading into uh, the game against Indiana. We don't know if they'll have Oladipo or not for that game. That obviously makes mm-hmm. a huge difference. That's a very different team with Vic than without him. I don't want to jinx it, but I just feel like the Wizards have kind of turned on two things that they weren't good at last year. One was they couldn't beat the sub-500 teams. and yeah. I mean, they've been taking care of that for the most part. Of course, a lot of them haven't come on the road yet, and I can think of the loss in Orlando, but Orlando's actually in the playoff picture right now, which is pretty crazy. And uh, the other thing is last year the team struggled to just win at home consistently. Like two years ago with the 17-game home winning streak and just I think they were 31-10 and at home or something like that. Now you're seeing the Wizards taking home court seriously again, and I think that's important. But, yeah, again, I think Bradley Beal said it after the last game, great teams win on the road, good teams can win at home, but if they don't win on the road, they're not great. And obviously this team knows they have a long way to go to be a great team right now. The icing on the cake after the win, Wayne Rooney was in the stands, uh, a guest of the Washington Wizards. He's from England. We're going to England. Zach, uh, guys, what was that like? for him to be in the locker room after the game and meet the players and he's with he invite everybody to his home right when we go to london uh i didn't hear that conversation but uh <laughs> it was cool i mean i think obviously our european guys like sadaransky Mahinmi, uh were like pretty starstruck uh <laughs> but then it was funny because uh, there's just something along the lines of like Sato and Jan are big Thierry Henry guys, so that you know Ooh. there's an allegiance or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, uh, but it was cool. And his son Kai was like broke down the huddle. I'm sure people saw the video, which was really really cool. Yeah. Uh, to put it in him. terms for you, it'd be like you know if you were if you were a big Kobe guy. Yeah. And you were meeting LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I'm <laughs> sure. Or. LeBron and like, so like they know. Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, Messi Ronaldo. I feel like it's not even like that because you know like United and Arsenal are. are oh. uh, well, I guess it was like it when they were at Real. And yeah, Barca. it was yeah, a yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, ten was, years ago. Yeah. Like versus now, I mean, people probably, especially before the social media era and all that stuff. I think if they're, I don't know, whatever they were rivals, whatever you want to call it, would be a bigger deal now. But like, I mean, we all grew up knowing Wayne Rooney was probably a top three player in the world for a long time one of the best goal scorers 
Um, so it was cool. I mean, he's clearly matured a lot, and he plays at DC United. He has DC has really embraced him, and yeah. Yeah. he's embraced DC too. I mean, the kids are going to school here and stuff like that. And um, it was a big comeback for them to be in last place, yeah. DC United, and then turn around as soon as he got there. I mean, it was it was pretty cool to see, and now he's a DC resident. Yeah, taxation without yeah. representation. I think his son loved it the most, but yeah, they don't get to like sit at basketball games courtside much. So yeah. it was it was a different experience for them and. Um, he did a lot of stuff for us and for NBC Sports Washington, which was nice. Um, did he, Otto like it? Because I remember yeah. Otto was Star Trek. Was Star Trek uh, Otto year. did. I, I mean, he was, you know, he he's gone through a, a little bit of stuff on his own right yeah, now. Yeah. So I mean, I think maybe it just wasn't the moment. But I mean, everyone enjoyed talking to him. John signed his kid's jersey. Talked to Wayne a little bit. Brad and Wayne were talking for a while. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Ryan, what were your thoughts when you? I, I so I was not in the locker room for the post game thing, but oh, seeing him oh. uh, sit courtside, course, it, it was really yeah. cool. I mean, we obviously have um, local athletes coming here all the time, but to have someone of that magnitude and like that lore come yeah. to a game, I think that was really cool. And obviously, um, he's definitely he's definitely larger than your average local athlete. Yes, I mean, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's an international brand. Yeah, and being we able need more of that at Capital <laughs> One Arena. Sure, agree. International yeah. in this city. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean that's really that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, and it was just cool to see like DC United was uh, tweeting about it and like NBA uh, UK. So it was just cool to see kind of that sort of Synergy. transcendent yeah. uh, athlete at, at the game. Yeah, some other big things that are happening on WashingtonWizards.com. Uh, there, as we mentioned, Wayne Rooney was there. We have video of him uh, interacting with the players with his son Kai. Uh, Zach Rosen wrote a wonderful piece on Ubre and Kamara from the Saints, and we did a Beal, Bradley Beal house tour. He welcomed us into his home and did a house tour. Uh, guys, how are those being received? How, how hard is it to write a story, Zach? Especially when you're adding not just the Wizards, but the Saints angle of it, too. That was one of the hardest stories I think I've had to write, not because of the, the subject. It was just, I don't know Alvin Kamara and I mean, I know Kelly, but I don't know Alvin. So I had to kind of rely on what other people said about him and then confirm with Alvin that that's what he's like. And he kind of, that's kind of what happened. Um, but it was hard because they're not best friends, but they're acquainted. So you have to kind of show that they know each other, but that they're not like the best of friends. And I think yeah. that can be a hard medium to find because the point of the story isn't to be like, look at these guys in different sports, they're buds. It's like, look at these guys, they're very similar and they know each other and they have this connection to New Orleans, which is where we're playing today. So um, I think that's what made it difficult, but it, it was really cool. I mean, they had way more even than I realized in common. And every yeah. time I talked to Kelly about it, he would like bring up one more thing. I was like, oh, that has to go in there. Um, but I, I think the coolest part was just that they don't really care what people think about them. They're super approachable guys. Um, and their connection to New Orleans is, is really unique. And, I mean, we've all been there. New Orleans is a very special place, mm -hmm. um, and it's gone through a lot as a city, but it's still just, like, one of the, the cooler places that we have in this country to visit. So, And the Beal piece was received very well, I think. <laughs> Anytime that you can go into a famous person's home and yeah, see all Yeah, it was like old school stuff. MTV Cribs. Yeah, all yeah. the stuff that they have. I mean, and it was awesome. He's got a lot of toys, yeah. too. He's, this yeah. house is not boring. He called it Brad and Busters. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, so a little inside uh, story to go with that. Uh, when he won the Super Mario Kart, I was actually racing Kamara at the time because Beal wasn't in the room and he Kamaya, walked around the corner. Not Kamara. 
No, I said Kamaya. No, you said Kamara. Kamara. I did say Kamara? Yeah, you're combining the two stories. <laughs> okay. You're combining the two okay, stories. Okay, Kamaya. So I was racing against Kamaya, and Deuce was in the chair, too. So when he sat down, did he, Deuce was, win? he was losing. And that's where he was pressing the wrong pedal. Because I'm like, jump in, jump in there. But he was really good about it. It was a lot of fun to kind of see what his house is like. And uh, Tom will have a play date with my son maybe later on. Oh, yeah. I, really liked, I really liked the fact that with the... Uh, um, that with the Kamara piece, like the Saints jumped aboard and shared it, threw it on their site and stuff like that, and just like, uh, inter- we don't we don't get to, you know, apart from the Capitals who obviously we interact with on a daily basis, you know, we don't get to interact with teams from other sports that much. So it was fun to be interacting with a random team from New Orleans, yeah, and, yeah. and that we would never, you know, get to interact with on social digital. Which I did want to ask that, and then you brought up Beal, yeah. so I got off off track, but like. Do you contact the Saints PR? Like, how did you come up with that story? And is that something that you're yeah. going to make more connections with other road teams and players that are from um, other cities? Ran, I just randomly thought of the story, but I knew that Kelly and Alvin had been connected before. Um, but I didn't know the source of the connection or anything, so I honestly just asked Kelly about it once after a game. I think we were on the road. And I, I, I didn't really think, like, oh, we're playing New Orleans in two weeks. It was just, like, a random thought that I had, and the Saints were obviously playing really well. Yeah. Um, and then we decided the best way to go was for me to contact the Saints PR through the Pelicans PR because they, like us and the Caps, work for the same company. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. the Pelicans PR, shout out to a, a guy Vince named Matt Ryan, Ryan, not the quarterback from the Falcons, but he helped me <laughs> connect with the yeah, Saints you don't PR. Want to, you want to be struggling like that yeah. Matt Ryan, yeah. right now. That yeah, dude my is, fantasy team That knows. dude is hurting. Um, so that yeah, was the connection. Lit up by the Ravens. But if that didn't work out, we're going to just contact Alvin immediately. But, you know, these places usually like that you go through PR, just kind of yeah. how, yeah. how it is. And then uh, Jacob contacted the Saints uh, digital people for them to share it and do whatever they thought yeah. they could they could do with it. So yeah, I mean, I think having those kind of opportunities is is good. But the thing is, you don't want to stretch yourself thin. You want to make sure the story is there. And no, now we want the next one. What's yeah, your next big well, story? That, you got to think about it. I, I I think one of the key things you learn in this industry is you just pick things up as you go, like little things. I think things. we were going to do Otto and a Georgetown football player yeah. that's playing in the NFL now. Yeah, I think that would uh-huh. be a good one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Georgetown football players. <laughs> Boy, but, yeah. You never know, though. Like, There's the whole folk story about how Nellie used to walk Brad to school or whatever. I yeah. mean, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but like, there's, there's your next story. Exactly, but like... Yeah. The thing is, you want to look for connections. That how do you reach out to Nelly's that's PR? The thing. I guess yeah, he's you need to. They need to be reachable. So <laughs> I mean, I guess he's he's, he's got to have. They got to have yeah. managers. And PR I mean, the Brad like Jason Tatum story was always one that we talked about doing last so, year. Yeah. That one, it's a little but more complicated been, on our end because of the fact that they're competitors versus yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that Kamara and Ubre obviously don't play the same sport. If it was, if Kamara was a Pelican, I think the story would have been a little bit tough for us to. We don't really like to promote other teams' players too much, yeah, even right. though, like, obviously. We all think, you know, Jason Tatum's a cool dude. It'd be a cool story to yeah. do. But, you know, we don't like the to story, sell this very much. The story's been written a lot, too. Yeah. So. But, I mean, and, and that is true, you bringing up that story. Because I remember uh, after his first season, we went to St. Louis and did a story on Beal. Yeah. And who was there at his first ever basketball camp was Jason Tatum. And Brad was like, yeah, this dude's really talented. He goes to my high school. He's going to be in the NBA one day. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, who is this dude going to be? And I didn't mean in a bad way, but just like I'm sure – 
we all have an attachment to someone, not us in this room, but I mean the It's like I looked at myself like, oh, that on, on tape, good. and I was yeah. like, that well, dude's going to play in the NBA today. You played in college. You were like, you know what, I'm going to be a professional tennis player. I literally never for a moment thought that I was going to be a professional tennis player. There was never one There was never one moment where I was like, hey, I might go pro. Nope. Jim Okay probably thought he was. I thought I was. No, I didn't think I was. But I played a couple – I I played a couple uh, uh, when I was playing high school and, and junior tournaments. I played a couple guys that eventually went pro. Really? Oh yeah, that's cool. And I absolutely got worked. I remember once. Oh yeah, I remember one story. My my dad and I drove to Delaware and like we were like planning out like getting. It was a long term of the weekend plan. And we looked at the, we looked at the planning getting a hotel. We looked at the the uh, the the draw and I was playing the number one seed and it was. There's a guy named Alex Kuznetsov who would eventually play on the Pro Tour, and I won like four points in two sets, and we drove right back home from Delaware. The match took about 25 minutes, and it was great. That's, no. that's, really that's, that's the story that everybody wanted today. Yeah, no, that's really good. But, so, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is never once. I played against University of Delaware in, in tennis, too, so that's funny that uh, we both. I just drove. It was just in Delaware. Yeah, I, I understand, but I, I feel like I, I love have, Delaware tennis. I, I, yeah, no, it's Hopped good, good connections. Maine's Delhi. Is that where awesome. Marty Fish went? I don't. I th- totally made that up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did Marty I just play? Named, did Marty no. fi- play in college? I don't, I don't think know. He did. I just, no, I just he named. Isner played in. Isner played player. at Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Well, here um, you go. So, when we look at this team, one thing I wanted to bring up: uh, Capital City Go Go players going up and down. You guys talk to Troy Brown a lot. <laughs> uh, what, what was what did he talk about his experience at all uh, going up and down? It's I think it's been just a little stressful, but like we're all it's all in the same city. So that one weekend he went up and down and up and down. We were at home, right? So mm-hmm. uh, well, Friday we were in Toronto, so he he obviously was with the G League here and then we had a home game Saturday so he was on the roster here and then there's another home game for the Go-Go Sunday. Um, I think for him maybe it's just different than what he expected when he got drafted in the first round but yeah. every team is doing this. I mean Jerome Robinson on the Clippers has been uh, going up and down a lot for example and I don't know I think obviously Thomas Bryant we talked to him about this on the last podcast for him to go uh, down and then like three days later start and yeah. now he's been starting for how many games in a row? Like, it's crazy. And Devin was uh, with us on the road this past week, which was good for him. He got to play a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think having the go-go at the same facilities or practice facilities making it a lot easier on them. Um, but still, I think it's probably difficult for them to go from, a, like in Philly, a packed gym to playing, you know, in the G League where maybe it's not as full or you're playing in a smaller arena. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a small arena, but get pretty loud in there ryan when are you going on the road he, he just went there. yeah i was just uh on the road for the oh he nola did. philly trip that was oh, his first oh, his first oh, wizards oh, road first, trip oh, first it was good trip. okay tell us yeah. what that was like sorry I, I didn't know that part. it was really cool uh just being on the road and being able to see kind of like the inner workings of how it goes and uh obviously not the results that we wanted but um, I think there were definitely positives to take away, but it, it, it was a it was a good experience to get the first road trip uh, out of the way. It was a reunion of sorts, seeing your yeah. Uh, it was former it was nice to go back to Philly, see some familiar faces. The Jenners, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, they were there. Bit, yeah, apparently. I, yeah, I did not know that until after the fact. I what you didn't see him sitting courtside? No, I was I was locked in on the it's game. Funny because we were yeah. really close to them. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Well, it reminds Ball me of, is like, life, man. Ball I, is I life. I remember one Knicks game. I didn't realize that Serena Williams was sitting courtside until like the end of the game. I was like, oh. That's how, that's how well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to the Jenners, but I get a lot more excited about seeing Serena than the Jenners. Yeah. She's a little more recognizable. Yeah. Too. A more <laughs> maybe, maybe to you, but I don't know. Some people might recognize the Jenners more. Oh, the, the ladies recognize the Jenners, but yeah. if they walked by me, I would have no idea. Literally, literally none. Yeah. yeah. If the, might as well be. But if Christian Yelich walked by me at a wedding, I would. I would <laughs> definitely know who Christian Yelich was. <laughs> Jamoke was hanging out with Christian Yelich at a wedding over the weekend and had no <coughs> idea who he was. Left Nets and joined. You know, I think wedding. I think that's cool that you just hung out with him and like you know and didn't and didn't and didn't fanboy or anything like yeah. that because we all know that you are you one went. hell of a I fanboy. Was, you was, are. Was, did you did you break <laughs> out a sharpie tier. afterwards? No, or? no, I did not. Good, didn't. good, good. He work. always has one on him. Though. And it's funny because like so. it's a sign autograph. <laughs> how did how did you not get in the photo with uh, Hoskins, Yelich, Bohr? Uh, D. Gordon and Real Muto. How'd you not? How'd you not get in on that photo? I should have. I should have said, guys. Oh, maybe I could have like. Did you been, take like, just you should, just like I'm also in. Pro- I'm also in professional <laughs> sports. <laughs> I was at Haley Mylon's wedding to Justin Bohr. Congratulations to the Boars now, as they're officially called. Um, it was it was a great wedding, uh, and I was kind of like, what baseball players are going to show up? But when I was coming from the Wizards game, and I go to the reception. And they were watching Alabama, Georgia. So I just kind of went to the bar because I, I heard a bunch of noise. They had just, uh, I guess Alabama had just tied it up. And so the crowd was going Shout out crazy. Jalen Hurts. And yeah, good was, for him. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Because the thing is, when I left here, Georgia was winning. So to yeah. get there, and it was like, wait, what? Georgia's about to lose now? It was just really bizarre. So we had little, a good time. A little backstory on that. Um, uh, Haley, who's now Haley Bohr, Justin Justin Bohr's wife, uh, used to work here at Monumental with us. Yes, Jamoke and Haley um, did a pregame show together, American and so Express home court advantage. I still miss it to this day. There you go. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But her did daddy, Justin give you a little insight about where he's going next? Yeah, free agency. He didn't. He didn't. Um, is is he a free agent? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I'm, I'm hoping sure. it's going to be. I feel like the, I the Nats could use. I some think power. the Nats have a good chance to get him. Yeah, they could use some power, so that would yeah, be pretty. That would be amazing. his third NLEs team in less than a year, so yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, he is he is a free agent. Yeah, now. well, that's why they traded him. The Marlins traded him to the Phillies. Well, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they have a lot of first base, left Who field type players. No, the the Phillies. Oh, the Phillies yeah. Well, they did just trade Carlos Santana today. Yeah, all right, it's a great trade for them. Okay. Yeah, getting John Segura. All right, well, we covered a lot today. Basketball, yeah. a little a lot tennis, of name little dropping. entertainment. A lot, a lot of, of name, name dropping. dropping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know my friend Derek Jeter? <laughs> we saw him in the hotel in Miami, actually, a few weeks ago. <laughs> we know everybody. He's, do, right. he's doing That's a really right. great job with that organization. Shout out, Jeets. Yeah. Hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> you know what? I hope he does listen. I'll send it to Shout him Shout out after. to Jeremy Hyman. Hopefully he's listening. We've been he definitely him on is. The road. He, he um, we miss him. We miss yeah, him every we day. We do. Man, he's another. There you We drop one great celebrity. Yeah, that's Jeremy the biggest Hyman. name we've dropped. Biggest yeah, that's, you, can, you cannot drop a bigger name than Jeremy Hyman. <laughs> All right, WizKids, I hope you enjoyed this podcast off the bench for Zach Rosen, Ryan Dizdier, and Jacob Rame. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.